Welcome to Own It with Teen to Teen. Our topic today is dealing with stress and coping mechanisms. On this episode, we have two special guests, Manjula Ma'am and Loshi, who is our one part classmate. Hi, I'm Loshi. I'm a freshman in high school. Hello, I'm Vandana Manoj and I'm a counseling psychologist. Uh, I have uh, over 12 years of experience working as a school counselor. So today we have lots of questions to ask you guys to get to know your perspective on stress and coping mechanisms. So let's start off with our first question. Why do you think teenagers often disregard their mental health and seem stressed out all the time? Uh, well, not all teenagers disregard. However, there is a belief like uh, that which appears that they're uh, like, you know, uh, which, which might appear like they are disregarding their mental health. This is happening maybe because like, you know, after the first five years of massive brain development, big and important changes are happening to the brain during adolescence. So uh, in infancy, there is high amount of brain development. And after that, in teenage, there is good amount of brain development that is happening. But that doesn't mean your brain is not maturing. Although your brain may be as large as it will ever be, your brain doesn't finish developing and maturing until your mid to late 20s. Adolescents are believed often to make decisions based on their feelings rather than logic. That's why probably like, you know, uh, it is, it feels like they are disregarding their mental health, but that's not uh, it. However, teen brain is resilient. Although adolescent is a vulnerable time for brain development, uh, most teens go on to become healthy adults. That's something we didn't know. Okay, Loshini, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think as Ma'am said, just to add on to that, I think that what she said, that um, line about us taking, um, letting our emotions take control of us, I think that makes a lot of sense. A lot of us, we forget to let logic reign, we forget to think. Um, we make strategic decisions sometimes, um, but it's all about a good. Yes, it is absolutely part of growing up because there is a part of the brain called the frontal lobe which helps in planning, prioritizing and controlling impulses. As I told you, it develops only uh, during your mid-twenties. So it's not that you don't have that capacity, but then it becomes stronger at that uh, age. Uh, that, was, uh, that was really interesting to know because I always thought that People always disregarded their mental health only because they didn't really put in their priorities. I mean, that's how it's always been for me. Uh, yeah, no, it, it just, it's not uh, like that. It is just as like, you know, someone just said, it's part of growing up. You will just get over this. It's just a phase. Yeah. So I have another question. Like, so how do you find your coping mechanism, like something that works for you? Or do you think people struggle to find an efficient coping mechanism? Uh, see, firstly, when we are talking about coping mechanism, all of us cope differently because we are all different people. We are all unique. But firstly, I think it's important for all of us to know uh, whether things that you are stressing over is in your control or it's not in your control. Mm. If 
if if there are things that under your control then you need to like you know do some uh, something to uh, like you know cope if there are things that is not under your control there is no point like you know stressing over it or wasting your time and energy over it but being mindful helps understanding your executive skills and uh, knowing what your strengths are and weakness and also using intervention strategies uh, can help you cope better you can also like you know find what your character strength is and find your coping mechanism that matches your character strength and at the same time one more thing that will always help is um we have done multiple intelligence so many times like you know find out if you're a bodily person if your bodily intelligence is high maybe a dance will help maybe a walk or a sport will help if you are a spatial intelligence person then probably doing an artwork will help you if you are an interpersonal person probably just finding a finding someone to talk to will help so these are all different ways in which you could uh, find out what your coping mechanism is there is just no one hard and fast rule okay it's, it's interesting to know how everyone has different coping mechanisms right yeah But do you think everyone misuses the word mental health as in like do some people misuse the word mental health right what do you think about that well i think people have not misused but have misunderstood mental health and it's important it's undervalued actually however slowly but steadily things are changing with more awareness programs just like the one you girls are just doing uh the reason for this is because of the stereotypes uh in the society uh which uh, like you know things uh, teenage is a face like you know where uh, where anyone if, uh, if 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 they are acting weird they just say like you know hey don't behave like a teen so there is so much of uh, like you know negativity always and bitterness that is always there in the society when it comes to teenage uh, i think that's why uh, uh, we feel like you know uh, the the whole teenage thing is misunderstood uh, wherein one more thing as uh, some uh, i mean you asked me if uh, like you know mental health is misused as i told you it's because of the stereotypes in the society and we also come from a generation where physical health is taken seriously wherein physical and mental health are interrelated and deeply connected we we just forget that the brain's main function is to promote survival of the body Right, that's interesting to hear. Okay, so Lushni, this question's for you. What are your thoughts on being a teenager, and do you think it comes with a certain stereotype? Yeah, well, definitely. Um, the teenager stereotype is um, it's a very common one. I want to say that like the people that I've met or like come across in my life, or just myself. Um, to be honest, I don't think a lot of people are given this stereotype. So actually, um. Teenagers are actually very interesting people, and and not all, but you know, they're made out to be. Um, especially the media, it's used to like um demean teenagers a lot, which I think is wrong. It is when not nothing like the people that they show in movies and books. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah
you know i think like you know uh, when it comes to this question i'm just thinking as to uh, it, it's very simple during this stage like you know adolescents explore their independence and are trying to develop a sense of self they're trying to create self identity this is just my thought on uh, teenagers uh, yes there is prevailing stereotype regarding teenagers uh, which i would plainly say is because people are not aware of this stage of human development and what is happening uh, in the brain and the stress and storm that you people go through and the hormonal changes that are happening and as i told you like you know there is a good amount of fright and confusion that is already there in the society uh, but then i uh, i think you people are breaking stereotypes and i think you need to just continue doing so yeah ma'am thank you and yeah, um so fighting laws are pretty restrictive right but how do we exactly break out this ma'am you mentioned that we should try to break out this right any suggestions See, breaking out of stereotypes. The main thing is every day in and out, you kind of constantly hear stereotypes. I think those should be turned into conversations. Like you know, that's not the truth, and probably if that's the truth, bring in evidence and things like that. The moment you start challenging those stereotypes, I think uh, it's 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 a work in progress actually. But so uh, th- that's exact. It, it's. changing changing your mindset and that's what it is if you look at people who have stereotypes it it probably means that they have fixed mindset so i think like you know moving from a fixed mindset to growth mindset uh, will help yeah and and um like speaking of teenagers mental health as a teacher or counselor do you see a change in attitude and the way students think as they grow up and the workload increases what are your thoughts on that ma'am uh uh well uh, so the question was does uh, peer pressure and uh, i'm sorry what's the question again so what happens is as as teenagers grow up uh, do you see a change in their attitude because they get like a lot of workload well um there i think it's more than like you know change in attitude when you say change in attitude are we talking about like you know a positive attitude or how is it uh ma'am is as their as their workload increases and there's more pressure I, like have you noticed a difference from students in grade 6 and students in grade 9 um well of course there is a difference because i think like you know students are uh, moving from uh, completely uh, concrete knowledge to they are they're moving into a phase called like you know abstract uh, phase and that's where your self identity searching for uh, who you are is is more prominent in a teenager than in uh, younger children and of course like you know uh, of course due to workload uh, of course there will be uh, pressure but again as i mentioned like you know you need to understand whether that pressure is under your control or not under your control and of course there are ways in which you could definitely cope up uh, with the pressure uh, your assertive skills can help uh, which can lead to uh, you having a positive self regard 
and as i told you like you know remember teams usually make decision based on emotions rather than logic so being mindful uh having good decision making skills and problem solving strategy should also help is what i feel yeah and um loshini do you feel a work, a workload increase and then does that stress you out like right now yeah definitely i mean like the transition from eighth grade to ninth grade from middle school to high school it's been um i don't know like i can't think of a strong word for this it's just i really hate it um the workload it is like triple nearly arduous the homework the assignments they just keep coming it's like it's frustrating and especially with like the online environment um i'm pretty much using my laptop all day like like probably like 19 hours straight no i'm not kidding like other than sleep and saying like almost the whole day um so as the workload increases the stress obviously it does increase um i tend to procrastinate a lot which is kind of a problem so um i just about procrastinating um that i still don't do anything and i leave it to literally the last minute that's like it really adds to the stress so i think that's bad so like how do you try to cope up with it well i just told you i do procrastinating which is not a good thing but then um well okay fine so um well i like to have a to-do list that i note down my things that i have to get done and then i set like a time limit so i have to finish it by then i feel like that's really an efficient way because it gets the work done definitely loshni is saying something that's right because what she's done after she's procrastinating and she's realized that she's procrastinating is she's understood that it is that is her executive skill weakness and she is working on it right so understanding your executive skills is extremely extremely important and one more thing that will help to decrease your workload is a science based thing uh, which i'm going to tell you teens actually need more sleep than children and adults do in fact you should sleep like a baby is what they say this is because of the amount of uh, like you know uh, changes that are happening in your brain science show that uh, melatonin level which is like the sleep inducing hormone in the blood naturally rise later at night and fall later in the morning than in most children and adults this may explain why many teens stay up late and struggle with getting up in the morning in fact teenagers should get about 9 to 10 hours of sleep a night and if you don't get that sleep of course you are sleep deprived and that sleep death has to be balanced a lack of sleep will help you in not it will not help you in paying attention it might increase impulsivity it might increase uh, make you restless it might make you moody and uh, like you know some cases it might also lead to depression therefore 9 to 10 hours of sleep is absolutely non negotiable for teenagers because that is like uh, giving complete rest to the brain and body and you will feel much more rejuvenated because you need it if you don't get that there is sleep deprivation 
there's sleep depth and that needs to be balanced if it's not balanced you are going to continuously feel the same way and you might feel the need to procrastinate because you don't feel the need to like you know initiate any task that's something we didn't know thank you for telling us mom i also feel um that even though it's really important a lot of teenagers tend to sleep late because of the amount of stress and pressure there is on them at least i noticed that um among me and my friends so uh-huh. why do you think even though despite it being so um important and necessary why do you think is teenagers still tend to um not sleep see uh there is again a science behind it actually teenagers don't like you know uh actually there, there is uh something that's happening in the brain wherein uh the release of melatonin uh, melatonin as i told you uh like you know happens a little later earlier like you know which is a sleep inducing hormone uh melatonin which probably starts segregating around say 10 pm or something for other age uh, people for teenagers actually it starts segre- uh, i mean secreting only uh, around say um uh 1 o'clock or something like that and that's exactly why you f- you feels you don't uh, like you know get sleep and that's why probably like you know there is the stress and all those things you need to definitely have a routine in place which will definitely help a proper sleep wake cycle that should help and in fact they say like you know if a teenager is sleeping uh, at odd time let let them lie down because their brain needs it it's it's the uh, they are carrying forward that sleep and 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 they are using it in fact there has to be a balance as i told you so and what happens nowadays is since you're not getting sleep what is happening is probably like you know people are over the phone they are on their uh, like you know social media handles and things like that and that blue light that is emitted also makes it much more difficult for you to sleep so this is what is happening yeah yeah but i feel like for like teenagers nowadays especially during exam times our sleep schedule just gets completely ruined because we just study and stay up late and especially since during covid everyone everything's online so people just like put on their screens late at night like preparing for exams and tests and homework due the next day well uh, late nighters have never helped like you know all nighters uh, uh, that has never helped actually in fact if you have a proper week uh, sleep wake cycle it it really really helps in your brain to uh, sust- uh, in in helping you have sustained attention and also like you know be much more productive it is just a myth that if you stay up late in the night and study you will uh, perform well in your exams no that's not the case at all during exam time and otherwise you need to always maintain the routine uh, that you have been maintaining in fact one of the best ways of like you know looking at covid and uh, uh, sail through this testing time is to make sure that all of us do stick to our routine that we already had probably that's that's what is going to create less stress so uh, according to like you know um, in in study skills classes that we do we have always seen like you know maintain a routine 
do not like you know have all nighters and things like that it it never helps that's some really good advice because i always stay up late to do my work but another way to cope up with stress as we were speaking about before was coping mechanisms right i want to know if it's normal to have weird coping mechanisms um could you just give me an example it's something that's not normal for example like pushing a ball for relieving stress is considered normal because they're made for they're made for relieving stress right the stress ball yes and something else weird like drawing something not appropriate something dark or doing other things that wouldn't generally be considered normal see uh, what is considered normal and uh, i mean what is considered appropriate and inappropriate is uh, is what we people decide like you know see for example for, for i'm just taking from the example that you gave yes uh, using a squishy ball is helpful for a lot of students actually but then as you said like you know drawing something really really dark honestly probably that is their way of letting out things that is their way of letting out the emotions that they have as long as you it, your cope, so called coping mechanism doesn't affect you or it doesn't affect others i think it is fine mom so yeah. yeah okay so some teenagers they go, they do a negative coping mechanism so like for example they could be getting to some really dark stuff like alcohol and smoking So what are your thoughts on that like when they do something completely out of the blue when they go through something in their personal life See absolutely that is not a healthy way of coping that is absolutely not okay as i mentioned like you know if it's going to affect you and if if it's not going to help you cope and it's only going to spoil uh, your physical and mental health further that is an unhealthy coping mechanism so uh uh that probably can come out of peer pressure so that's where your assertive communication skill plays a huge role so you need to think before like you know taking any steps like that uh so uh, prob and probably like you know why teenagers get into these kind of habits are as i told you your logical brain like you know has taken a slight back seat it's not that you don't have it but it's just that you you, you just get carried away by the sway of emotions and your decision making capacity all that comes in and it's strengthened only in your mid 20s that's exactly why you need to be aware and careful of uh, what you are getting into and what uh, company that you are getting into because the company that you will keep will have a great effect in your teenage life and choosing the right circle of friends will save a lot of trouble and deep regrets Right. Okay. So, Loshni, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Well, um, as well as that, definitely, um, how like peer pressure does add to it. So, especially if like someone that you're very close to or someone that you look up to is um into something like you know a like not exactly healthy like you have know, alcohol, drugs, things like that. You have a tendency to be pressured into doing things like that, which is wrong. Um, and then talking about real coping mechanisms, um, 
something kicking something hitting someone or drinking too much coffee which is never good oh, okay. yeah so that's a violent tendency so um, but i understand it may help um let some of the anger out like i understand that me personally what i like to do is just like have some time to myself you know just do like that's what i like to do i think it depends on the person Absolutely, it depends on the person to person. At the same time, when someone just spoke about violence, yes, of course, it's an unhealthy way of uh, coping with something. But then, uh, see, uh, probably the person who's acted out like that needs to be taught how to take their anger out. In fact, we shouldn't tell people not to get angry. We need to teach people how to get angry. That is extremely important. perspective um can you give us a few examples of coping mechanisms that you ever considered doing for example some people binge eat and things like that when they're stressed are there any coping mechanisms that you guys have managed locally I told you like you know see binge eating is uh, probably I think it comes under your uh, when you're highly stressed or when you're anxious and when you're nervous I think people sometimes like you know uh, or, or binge eat or when they are really really upset I think uh, uh, people binge eat it is just uh, it is definitely not healthy that's exactly why like you know healthy coping mechanism all these things like you know breaking stereotypes health uh, using healthy uh, coping mechanism all these things need to be taught because we are so much exposed to like you know uh, media and uh, like what we have been seeing in movies uh, i think uh, people try to implement that and it comes under flight and fight and flight response i think uh, we need to always stand up and fight it out rather than like you know uh, getting away from it and trying to do such things so facing your fears i think uh, that should definitely help but yes binge eating as you said uh, it's it's definitely an unhealthy coping mechanism but at that moment uh, the person feels like doing it probably the person need to be taught a different coping mechanism that will help them yes at the end of the day it helps as like a distraction from the main problem so it's just something they do for a little while before having that and solving the issue that caused it actually that that exactly shows like you know that person might be lacking uh, the executive skill impulse control okay that's exactly why they don't know what to do at that point of time and just uh, uh, binge eat or something so uh, that's why i mentioned like you know how important executive uh, skills are and why we need to be aware of it and strengthen our weaker skills Okay and I think that brings us to our last question um do peer pressure and the people you you're around affect a teen's stress level especially when since they're at their peak 
yes of course uh, peer pressure in fact uh, I, i think i would like to take uh, teenage i don't want to honestly give uh, so much of hype to uh, like you know teenage teenage and things like that every stage has its own like you know advantages and disadvantages uh, but yes uh, again stereotypes in the society media uh, and uh, our past experiences with generations that we have grown has uh, like you know shown teenage as an age of like you know some bitterness with all negativity and all that but coming back to the question yes peer pressure do play a role not only in teenage probably even in younger children even in older uh, like you know even in adults as well but peer pressure could definitely affect uh, uh however again your assertive communication skills need to be in place you need to stand up for yourself say no wherever you're supposed to say no in fact uh being courageous is doing the right thing when no one is watching right so similarly i think you need not be submissive to someone or be aggressive always try and use assertive communication because it would lead to positive self regard you you will feel good about yourself your self esteem will improve when you know that you have done the right thing when others were ready to like you know do whatever was inappropriate or something and yes it is extremely difficult i totally understand it is difficult uh, you might lose friends and things like that but at the end of the day you will be happy doing the right thing and they are easily succumbed into pressure again because of the emotion and logic concept that i told you yes however i also want to mention yes teenagers are, teenage is a vulnerable phase but also do not forget that teens are also resilient yes and loshni what are your thoughts on this question well um speaking of peer pressure um i wouldn't know a lot i've never personally been uh, pressured i'd say you just have like someone like a role model perhaps you just um when you're like kind of confused you just think what would that person do and then Not that you just um just make the choice for yourself. Maybe give yourself some time to think about it. If you um if you're an open person, then maybe as Mom said, if you're an interpersonal person, then perhaps talk to it to someone um like your guidance counselor or your parent or loved one. Just um I just would say that keep in mind that the choice you make it would affect you in the long term. But if a friendship like this, it would just be something short term. So just think about that. Thank you guys in mind. Right, that's some great advice. And I think that does wrap up for today. Thank you for taking time off your day and doing this podcast with us. And um, that's all we have for today. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Welcome, pleasure is mine. Thank you. Yeah.